But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swagger jacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. WGTs after further review. I'm Derek Lawson here with David the Man of God Harris. And David, you're going on here. Just got done with your NFC West preview, which you guys can listen to on SoundCloud and on iTunes at WGTs after further review. Now we get into David, your winners and losers. David, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hear this one, man. So let's get started now before we do. Hold on a second. Um, let me find the music. I should have the music up. Here we go. Hold on. Go ahead, David. All right. Winners and losers from the first official week of the college football season. We're going to start with the winners. The first winner of all the tune-up games, all of those programs that decided to dish out some money Gotta get it warm up, pay the big bucks, get your players some game time, throw out some freshmen just to get their feet wet in the college football experience. We talked a little bit about it last week about how we feel like tune up games are good or bad for the first weekend of the season. And there are a lot of blowouts. A lot <laughs> of as expected. Yeah, 40, you know, 42 nothing, 45 nothing. Our Rockets with a big blowout against Norfolk State. I mean, that, that's what you expect the first weekend of the season. You know, the big, the big touch, you know, basketball scores that are just ridiculous, knowing that you're probably not going to score that much again until if, if you're Alabama and you play another. You know, tune-up game in the middle of October. Um, yeah, it was, it was just good to see a lot of programs taking the more traditional route of preparing for the college football season. And just a lot of... Just... Like, I kind of feel bad for the small schools because they're taking the payday to get the butt whooping. Mm-hmm. But you got to prepare your players somehow. And for and we talked about it on the show before. A lot of these smaller schools, that butt kicking is going to fund a lot more sports for the academic year or True. for the calendar year. True. So, so yes, you take your lumping. Yes, you may you know throw a punch or two here and there, but we we all know you're coming for that check. Right. That is uh. true. Another winner, one of the teams that took that check and came over with the W, the Montana Grizzlies. <laughs> Going to Washington, UW, and getting a win. I mean, just, you guys, you guys will love that 
even if you are taking the money, even though it is a tune-up game, some of these smaller schools that have these prospects that feel either slighted or overshot or weren't getting the looks by the quote-unquote big boys in the Power Five, by playing with that chip on their shoulder, coming out and getting, you know, a statement victory like that for your program, you know, they, they were the big men on campus this past week. So, got to give Montana some love. Probably the only time that we're going to mention Montana football this calendar year. <laughs> so, shout out to you, Montana. Right. Uh, winner, and you're probably going to say, you know, what's your reason? I'm going to put Tulane as a winner. And yes, they did not win the football game, but for them to quote-unquote, be the home team, a true road game. Also, shout-out to Oklahoma for kind of saying, hey, you know, we'll host you and, you know, we'll make sure that we treat you. So that's that respect to University of Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Athletic Department, for their work. And for Tulane to really push Oklahoma to the brink, to the point to where, let's just be honest, he got the first down. Like... Like, I know a video is going to say, uh, oh, no, he didn't make it, but Tulane really deserved to win that game more than Oklahoma because Tulane came out, punched Oklahoma in the mouth. Oklahoma was like, yeah, we're the big boys. But then they went stagnant in the majority of that second half. And really, I think Tulane, over the course of the game, really should have won that. But for them to play in the season on the road, against the opposition in one of those weird situations. But shout-out for Tulane. I know some things are bigger than sports, but this week they, they did their school proud. They did their fans proud. Hopefully they hold that moment high and say, hey, we we almost beat Oklahoma, who we may see in the playoffs at the end of this year. Okay, nice. And then our fourth and final winner... I guess Georgia by default. I mean, that, that game was awful. Like, let's just be honest. Like, thus Georgia won the game, but the only touchdown came on a pick six. Like, neither of these teams, like, they can still be playing right now, and they wouldn't have a touchdown between them. Like, I don't know if that says more about Georgia and Clemson offensively, whether it's just something about them defensively. But both of these teams are going to get their bus kicked by Alabama. Let's just call it state of state. Yeah. Mm, you bring the heat for today. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, for, and the thing is, like, that was the marquee game. Everyone was hoping for, you know, a shootout. Oh, the prolific quarterback. And we saw nothing. Right. Like, like I turned the game off to watch LSU versus UCLA. Like, I was that bored with the defensive struggle that I went, I turned on UCLA-LSU. And shout out to UCLA having a statement when clearly overpowering LSU. But, yeah. Like, like I know there are some that, like, watch that because, you know, these are going to be two teams that will legitimately have a shot to challenge Alabama. No, they're not. They're not. Sorry to burst your bubble. 
you know, week two of the college football season. Isn't that happening? Keep going. Wow. And so as we transition over to the losers, uh, let's just start with Tobacco Road. Both North Carolina and Duke. <laughs> Duke, I guess, quote unquote, surprising, even though a lot of people in the ACC previews were saying Duke was not going to be a good football team, but you still lost to Charlotte. You can kind of understand that. Uh, North Carolina. Losing and struggling in Blacksburg against Virginia Tech, always one of the toughest places to play. Not going to say that North Carolina can't really bounce back from this, but North Carolina was supposed to be the really the team that this year competes with Clemson as a legitimate shot to represent the conference. In mm-hmm. you know, for the not saying that North Carolina was going to beat Clemson, but they would be their prediction would be be the team that was most competitive against Clemson this year. So, a little, little cause for concern if you're in Chapel Hill, but Duke football is going to hate to say it, probably revert back to the Duke football that we all know and love, where it's like, come on, come on. It, you're, we know what kind of school you guys are. And it's not football. <laughs> <sighs> Another Another loser, another school that's really not really a football school. Illinois coming off with a big win that we talked about against Nebraska. Well, that was like, like oh, two yeah. weeks ago in week zero. Yeah. But everyone was like, oh, you know, Illinois, because this be their year they came out, punched Nebraska in the gut. You know, like, oh. And then you come out at home and lose to the UT San Antonio. <laughs> and everyone's just like, but are you surprised? A little bit, yes. Because I w- you would expect that with all the intensity of winning at home, everyone watching you on national TV, could this be a bounce back for Illinois? No, they've been inconsistent last 10 years. Well, five with, you know, Black Santa, a.k.a. Lovey Smith. And now you think Beelum's going to just change it? I mean, you just beat a sad Nebraska team. That's all you did. Yeah, but at least for the players, that should give you a little bit of, you know, moral, morale boost. Mm-hmm. Just even for another week, heading into a team that, like we talked about, is supposed to be another tune-up game for you. And a true tune-up game, mm-hmm. because it's not for non-conference, you're paying someone to come in, and... You get punched in the gut by, you know, the Roadrunners. And for me, it's, okay, which is which is more representative of who this real team is? Is it the team that looked like it could not be stopped against the Nebraska team? Or is it the team that, against uh, UT San Antonio, where you look great through the air, but couldn't get, you know, jack squat on the ground. And it's like, 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 what is the real team? Like, that's, that's my only thing. And I, like, as I'm looking at this Illinois team heading into the season, 
I don't know what. Like, I don't know if I should really trust Illinois I to wouldn't. be that dark horse. No, I wouldn't. Kind of just, you know, upset team here or there. How would you, I, I wouldn't. I, I don't. I, how would you trust them? I mean, I, just, you just can't. Um, you know, I I don't know. I've never trusted Illinois. I just looked at it as Illinois. Really, to be honest with you, the Illinois-Nebraska game was, to me, was just a battle of two bad teams, to be honest with you. And Illinois came out on top, but I would never look at them as a dark horse. I looked at them as being in the bottom of the league, basically, of the Big Ten or Big 14 or whatever you want to call it. I, I just think, for me, looking at their schedule, like, if you kind of get the guarantees, I think that they would have you know, obviously 1-0 against Nebraska. I think that they could beat Purdue in two weeks' time. Really? Maryland is always shaky because you're not sure. Yeah. Like, there, you're at least 2-1, and one, almost 3-0 and oh, in conference heading to Happy Valley. So it's like, or not, not to Happy Valley, heading for a home game against Wisconsin. Well, and they we weren't going to win that one. But, I mean, then again, you know, Wisconsin, we'll get to them in a second. You just don't know with this Wisconsin team because they can't score in the red zone. So, like, ball falls one way or the other, you know, there's there's a lot of little give and go. And so that's why kind of thinking about Illinois really disappointing against UT San Antonio at home, it's like, you're starting to let the doubt creep in, and now the players are like, "Yeah." Well, here's now here, you're struggling on the road against Virginia today. Well, here's the schedule: they got Virginia. Then next week they have, it looks like on a Friday, they have Maryland. That's on Fox Sports One at nine o'clock. Once again, the Big Ten kind of screwing around where Friday should be for the high school kids. Then you got Purdue on a Saturday. Then you've got Charlotte, the 49ers, where our former president is at right now, Sharon Gaber. Uh, then you got Wisconsin on the ninth. Then you have Penn State, Rutgers at Minnesota, at Iowa, and then you end your season against Northern Northwestern. Excuse me. So I think they'll lose to Virginia. Um, Maryland is a toss-up. I think they'll possibly lose to them. Uh, I mean, David, I don't, I don't really see where you see how this team could be any good. Uh, I don't think they'll beat Purdue. I don't know much about Charlotte, so I can't talk about that. But I don't think they're beating Wisconsin. They're not beating Penn State. Rutgers, they can beat. They're not going to win on the road at Minnesota or at Iowa. And Northwestern, I got to still see something more from them. Obviously, Michigan State kind of handled them last weekend. Uh, But it'll be probably tough with that one. So, if you're looking at it right now, they got to win against Nebraska. I don't think you'll beat Maryland. So right there, you'd be one and one in the league. I don't think you'll beat Purdue. That's one and two. I don't think you'll beat Wisconsin. That's one and three. You're not beating Penn State. That's one and four. You'll beat Rutgers, two and four. You got to go to Minnesota, two and five. At Iowa, two and six. Versus Northwestern at home. I say they can win that. So they go three and six in the Big Ten. Because I, I, I would flip the next two. I think that they could beat Maryland because Maryland, yeah, I still have a lot of questions about Maryland, and I think that they can beat Purdue. Okay, and then, so honestly, they go, what, and, five and four? 
Yes, because they would. So my guarantees are losing Wisconsin, losing to Penn State, losing to Iowa. I think they upset Minnesota on the road. No. No. Now they did lose Ibrahim, uh, that running back, which is whew, yeah, he he was giving Ohio State the business. Yeah. And that could be a factor. But then by that point, though, Minnesota could have probably found another running back for them by the by November 6th. Yeah, cause, and also because next week Minnesota has a look-ahead game on the road against Iowa, which could possibly, you know, have some conference um, championship. So I think that could be a look-ahead game. That's why I think Illinois can get that upset. Ah, okay, okay. So you don't think P.J. Fleck can roll that boat or roll it over? Uh, the old, uh, find the lion eye and look ahead to someone else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, that's fair. And since, since we're in the Big Ten East, I mentioned it a little bit a, a time ago, Wisconsin, at home. Like, if you're in the red zone, like, you, you got to score touchdowns. Like, I, I know that field goals are nice and dandy, but... Wisconsin just kept knocking at the door, and it's like... Was Mitchell Trubisky their quarterback? I mean, mm. Graham Mertz really didn't look that much better. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it's crazy. Like, And not to say that Penn State's not good, but this is not like the Penn State that you can say is really vaunted in the way that you would kind of expect. But... Like, that was a true, like, 1990s, early 2000s defense was going to win this game. And in an era that, I mean, we're looking at, you know, teams scoring 50 points, 60 points. Like, it, it, it was a brutal back-and-forth just slugfest. And de- defense wins championships, and... Defense clearly won championship. Yeah, oh, it always does. It, it, it's, it's always the, the same. Offense sells tickets. Defensive stops get you championship. Not key defensive stops. I have to add that because you can have a great defense, but if you can't stop or get a key defensive stop in in the heat of the moments uh, that you need to, then then that doesn't really win you a championship. I mean, you could have a bend don't break defense, but if you break on the final play like Dallas. <laughs> did against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers leaving too much time on the clock then you really a great defense not really so I think key defensive stops win you championships but all the time offense always is entertaining and sells the tickets and it just it was four red zone possessions only managing seven points like that's that's not going to win in high school middle school JV you know peewee like you you got to you got to be consistent. So it sucks to be a Wisconsin Badger, kind of at least opening the win or opening the season that way. But hopefully they'll bounce back. Hopefully they'll bounce back. Mm. Okay. <sighs> and then our our last loser, Kansas Jayhawks <laughs> football. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and now you're wondering, Kansas won. No, they didn't. Why, why? Oh, they lost. They just lost the other night against Coastal Carolina. But and you're going by last week, basically. But go ahead. They they were one and zero for a minute. Yeah, Kansas Jayhawks. They were one and zero. You get your win. Why? Why are they a loser? You know. Yes, you only won by a field goal against South Dakota. Yes, you know you pay them the big bucks. My the reason I have Kansas as a loser 
is that, yes, I understand this is probably going to be your only win of the season and <laughs> probably the first win for, you know, half of the student body being there in attendance. Don't rush the field. <laughs> like, like I, I understand that wins are hard to come by for men's, like, top-tier men's athletic program before we start with the basketball season. But rushing the field on a 17-14 victory against South Dakota, like, just listen to how that sounds, Kansas. Like, what are you doing? It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, I understand winning in Kansas is hard. Maybe you'll beat Duke in two weeks. Maybe. And that's your legitimate last chance of having a win. But yeah, it, it boggles my mind that people will rush the field for a 17 to 14 victory. Well, they don't win Again. well they don't win that much. <laughs> no, I know. And even looking at the even looking at the statement from the Red Church Unit quarterback, he said, "No. This game will be a moment he will never forget." Like and and the thing is Kansas had to come from behind to win that game. Like, like. <laughs> so you wait a minute, wait a minute. You got you got these guys as the losers, but they actually won the game. How's that's kind of an oxymoron. Well, they had to come from behind against South Dakota, but then it's more so. Is for this the more? Fans. Is this more of a loser, or is this more of a hater segment? Because the team won. You know that Kansas doesn't get a lot of wins, and you're putting them in your loser segment. Yes, because the fans decided to storm the field after beating South Dakota. Well, like I said, though, I Kansas mean, doesn't get that many wins. We all know it's a basketball school. They don't get a lot of fans. They had some trouble. I believe Les Miles was there that had a lot of problems, and the AD had to leave. I don't think Les Miles is even a coach there anymore. And so they get a win. Let them, let them live their life. Let them, let them celebrate, David. I mean, I understand that it's South Dakota, but still, though. And I know, you know, for program's first victory yeah. since October 16th of 2019. Exactly. They haven't won a game since 2019. And here you are calling them losers when they actually won. I mean, I hate to say it, but act like you've been there before, even though you haven't been there before. They haven't been there in two years. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, this sounds like some hating right here, David. This sounds like the winners, losers, and haters. Maybe we should add an extra I, segment to this. Winners, losers, and haters. Uh, it, 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 just, it, it was just a good chuckle when I saw that they rushed the field. I'm like, oh, man. But, I mean, I guess you have to take what you can get in Kansas before right. October hits and you're thinking, well, time for basketball, but Right, so you basically, because they lost the other night to Coastal Carolina, then you put them in the loser's bracket because they actually won a game because their fans actually rushed the field because they haven't won in two years. Hmm. And they're still losers. Like, if you're going to Kansas, if you're, first of all, you're going to a Kansas football game, why? Just why? Like, I understand Hope Opener and all that stuff. You know why you're there. You know 
like unless your parents or grandparents, you have family that actually play for the team. Why is there a student section at Kansas football? Like, I mean, but, it's something to do. I mean, I, I, I'd be honest with you. It's something to do. I mean, yeah, you, you just, go to go relax, watch a football game. I mean, it's nothing. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I, I think, you know, especially in the fall, because everyone else is watching football. So it's like, well, again, what else are you going to do? Exactly. Especially, again, in Lawrence, Kansas. Right, until What's basketball there? starts up. Yeah, but it was just rush, rushing the field. Just always is hilarious. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. That 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 is true. But yeah. Uh, anything else? Nope. Okay. So we got, got the winner. I, I guess, like I said, it's going to be the winners, losers, and haters segment because the team won first time in two years, and you still place them as losers. I mean, come on. You, you gotta. You can't. Like, if they hadn't rushed the field, then they would have easily been a winner for this team. Because, yeah, you finally won for the first time um, in two years. <laughs> I can't with you, man. I can't. So, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a quick commercial break. Then, we're gonna pick some winners. And our WXUTs after further reviews, NFL pick up. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes if you ever miss the segments of the show. But uh, Frank will probably uh, chime in on that. We'll have our pick up posted up on uh, WXUTs after further review Facebook page. Same thing with the picture of Frank Vaster and the horse's head. We're going to take a quick commercial break, gather ourselves, try not to be a hater, hopefully, in these picks. Just got done with David the Man, got Harris's winners and losers. Uh, here on 88.3 WXUT. We'll be back after this with the NFL Pick'em.